Hey guys, we're back. Welcome to Sketches That Never Quite Made It after a mighty hiatus, if that is how you uh, pronounce the word hiatus. It's one of those words that you you mainly experience um, in written form, and when you try to get your chops around it vocally, it just sounds embarrassing. Hopefully that is how you pronounce the word hiatus, and it's not actually something like hiatus or something that is only understood by people who go to Oxford. Anyway, we're back. Um, You're probably wondering what this podcast is about, and mercifully there is a theme tune that explains everything quite succinctly, or chichinkly, if that's actually how you pronounce it. Cue theme tune. Sketches never quite made it Would it have been kinder just to drown them straight away Sketches that never quite made it Is it cool that they never saw the light of day? Yeah, we are back from a hiatus And um, I'm very excited to say that we have Paul Creasy As the uh, other guest on this week's show He is someone who is a human and also does next level sketch stuff so i think in case that you're a new listener to this um the sketches that did make it tend to appear on the next level sketch podcast which can be found pretty much everywhere on um, on the internet google next level sketch uh find us on apple podcasts or on spotify or on google podcasts or whichever other evil um behemoths or behemoths of uh, the internet currently control everything but we're there and we have written lots of very 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 funny sketches this particular show is not about that this this show is about the sketches that didn't quite make it and the last couple of episodes i think have been dominated by my own failures sadly this episode is also about me in the sense that it is covering a sketch that i wrote which is a bit embarrassing but you will hear all about that in the episode as it unfolds let's get into it um quick admin you can find us at at failed sketches that's the uh, twitter account of this particular podcast i am at james of walsh and uh, next level sketch is at next level sketch or nextlevelsketch.com right let's uh, let's get on with the uh, the episode So don't, yeah, don't say anything about, I don't know, Shakira that you shouldn't. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, she's the one who I would, uh, I would definitely be libeling (laughs) for this podcast to go ahead. We are doing the dog one, right? (laughs) That's the one. Oh, God. Yeah, we're doing. Okay. So to explain if this bit does make it in, which I think it might do, uh, I got probably the best note ever. Uh, to my sketches in our producer's notes, um, where Ewan, our co-producer, simply wrote, James, you have submitted two bestiality sketches this month. Accurate. Mm. Very accurate and troubling. And I'm pleased to say that one of them got in. Yes, that's true. I mean, one of them was from was from a past submission. So I guess you could say that technically it was one bestiality sketch this month. Although it's quite a bestiality sketch, not to not to jump the gun. 
one new bestiality sketch yeah uh and one old one yes and the new one was rejected um so this this sketch is called um sexy crufts or to, to give it its full title crufts but the presenters are genuinely physically attracted to the dogs <laughs> that's that's the name of the sketch yes well i i the the version that i saw was called crufts but the dogs are judged specifically on their sexual capital which was <laughs> very amusing phrasing the use of sexual capital but i'm not even sure if it's correct but it is very funny so by the rule of funny i think it's a, a funny title that is a good title did i come up with that I think so. It's, wow, it's, it's it's on the sketch. So. Well done, well done, well done me. Um, so uh, just 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 to be clear, Paul Paul here is a, is 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 um, co-producer of Next Level Sketch. He's also the guy who beavers and badgers behind the scenes to put everything together. So had I been actually submitting this, he would have had to got, get the levels right on all of the sexy dog growls. Yes, yes, this is out Do of my control. Um, in many ways because I've, I've just panically i just because you know the the way this this show works is i do try and record or encourage my other guests to record the sketches that didn't quite make it so i very quickly recorded it and i played both commentators i played all the sexy dogs <laughs> um and i even played the uh for some reason german uh judge getting torn apart by the dogs at the end um but i guess these are spoilers really aren't they yeah, yeah. Just just let the people hear it, I guess, and then they can they can judge whether or not this is too many bestiality sketches for one month. Okay. Well, with that in mind, we've got we've got about five minutes before or so before Ewan appears online to be in another online meeting. Shall do you fancy having a quick listen to it? I can finish this recording, and I think you should you should be introduced to it now. Yeah, that's fine. That's all it. right. Cool. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for trying out this experimental recording. Um, <laughs> Well done for not saying anything libelous. Very good. So far, 100%. Good. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Uh, catch you soon. Okay. Catch you soon. Bye. And welcome to the grand final of Sexy Crafts, where we explicitly rate the dogs on how physically attractive we find them. <laughs> <laughs> Our first finalist is Bacon Flaps, a gorgeous sausage dog from Essex. Yep, yep, yes, yep. Barry. And what I would give yep. to be able to put my pork in those perfectly proportioned buns. That is both disgusting and illegal, but I know exactly what you mean, Chris. And next up is Herr E. Inal, a German shepherd from Bavaria. <laughs> Herr E. Anal has come a long way to take part, and I personally would come all the way up to the International Space Station at the merest whiff of his magnificent German rump. Horrible and accurate comments, Barry. Thank you, Chris. And finally, we have Spunky McSporran, a delightful Highland Terrier. What finesse, what poise. And yes, I'd really like to have sex with that dog. Wouldn't we all, Chris? I could not be clearer about that. But what will the judges decide? Here they come now and... I truly can't believe what I'm seeing. That is absolutely vile. 
I can only apologise to our younger viewers. Yeah, we, we should probably talk about this, uh, this sketch. So in the time that has passed, um, we have had plenty of time to listen to the Sexy Crafts sketch and to think about what we've done. Hmm. Specifically you. I did it, didn't it? It was me, yeah. Um, so what are your initial shocked thoughts on having heard the recorded version? Well, I have called the police. I should put that up front. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm joking. I, w- I wouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> certainly not for a, a sketch that somebody wrote. Um, yes, I think that the idea in itself is not uh, terrible. As we, <laughs> uh, It's terrible morally, I suppose. Is what yeah. it is. It's terrible morally, but not necessarily in terms of a sketch, which is different from morally. That's a great start. So yes. we're starting from a position of something not being awful necessarily philosophically as an idea for a sketch. I hear no. the world's biggest but <laughs> coming. Well, well, speaking of buts, that does play into the, uh, the the first issue, I suppose, with the sketch, which is not, I think, was pointed out by uh, Ewan of our, our parish, which is the... I think there's the main issue, aside from the moral issue, which we've 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 been through that. and we've we've worked through that internally. I think the the first issue is the issue of escalation in this sketch, which is that the sort of um, what would you call it? The curve of escalation is basically like a straight line going upwards, like a cliff the sexy face. curve. Yes, a sexy curve, and it's like yeah, it's less of a curve. It's more of like a, just a wall that you like run into, um, <laughs> because the first sort of introduction of well i suppose <laughs> what's written in the script as fx coquettish barking which i think is one of my favorite uh sound effect notes i've read in the sketch mm. i suppose apart from that and the uh sort of sexy music the first sort of indication of the game of the sketch first of all calling uh, the sausage dog gorgeous which could conceivably happen during a competition like crafts but mm. then the commentator says uh that he i should quote this accurately uh, what I would give to be able to put my pork in those perfectly proportioned buns, mm. which I would argue it goes straight from like commentators appreciating the sort of physical qualities of the dog straight into I want to put my penis inside the dog. <laughs> yes. which, I don't think you can read that line in any other way, and, and nor nor do I think you would read that line in any other way. No, no. So what what you're saying here, I guess, is that um, it might have been better had we built up to some form of sexual crescendo rather than it being immediately obvious that the two commentators in question uh, Barry and Chris just wanted to have sex with the dogs yes I would argue that that's fairly that's a fairly escalated state that the sketch mm. starts off in <laughs> the, mm. the, uh, the line as, as much as enjoyable as the line is and as well as it leads on from um, from the fact that the dog is of course a sausage dog and thus they they go on to talking about talking about a hot dog which which does involve a sausage um mm. but yeah I, but and uh, the self-awareness of, of the line from uh commentator to barry after that where he says that is both disgusting and illegal and then concedes that he knows exactly what chris means it shows a sort of self-awareness among the commentators which i think is a um a positive about this sketch and why you can't get too sort of morally uh conflicted by mm. it the fact that the commentators are very aware that what they are doing and saying is wrong what they're saying exclusively, I should say, is wrong. Yeah, yeah, they're not doing anything. Um, no. Uh, they would not do that. They just like to watch. Um, but, 
yes. Uh, I mean, for me, you're right. The escalation starts uh, high and, and stays high. You can't. There's not really anywhere to go, is it? Once it's been clear very early on that, that both commentators want to have sex with the dogs and are happy to explicitly or slightly euphemistically say that and admit that what they're doing and saying is, is morally bad. Um, I, I guess in my mind, the, the, the idea of it being funny, which I guess we should grasp at some point, was that this had somehow been allowed on BBC Two mid-afternoon on a Sunday. Yes. Like, I, that was that was for me, that was the sort of what had happened before the sketch started was what series of meetings and ideas and discussions and decisions had happened in order to allow sexy crafts to be something that, that could happen on television. Yes. I suppose I, I should also say that the opening line um, does specify that it is sexy crafts and they do explicitly rate the dogs on how physically attractive they find them, which another <laughs> another way of approaching that might have been that it's just introduced as crafts and then you sort of slowly reveal that those are the feelings that the commentators have for the dogs, which probably... Mm instead of going on sort of a, an upward curve of escalation, it sort of starts, it starts pretty high. It goes <laughs> extremely high, possibly off the chart. And then it goes like a little bit lower than that for a bit. And then the punchline is sort of a, a subversion type thing, which isn't, isn't exactly an escalation of what's happening. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I guess if you do start that high, it is difficult to know where to go with it. Um, I think part of the idea of the sketch was um, in the back of my mind, this, this idea that, the BBC. I mean, I haven't even made it clear it's on the BBC. I mean, it's not anymore. Is it? I think it's on. I think it's on Channel Four. I think Claire Bolding's on it on Channel Four. I don't even think it's a BBC show anymore. But the idea, I have to admit, I've not been keeping up with Crafts, Crafts so I, I can't contribute to this. But I, well, I believe you. It's a good show. I mean, like it's a good show, uh, Brent. It's it's. I mean, it's still weird. I mean, it is. It does feel quite exploitative, and they do have insane names. And obviously, there's the weirdness of like the breeding. Um, there's the word bitch, which is used a lot because obviously that's the name of a female dog, which I deliberately avoided in this sketch. Um, yes, because people was... would think, yeah, it's a bit, a bit too too obvious. A to, yeah. a to A rather than A to B. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's it's there is this idea behind it that I have that like um, terrestrial television used to have actual interesting things to show and now they don't and they're grappling around to like show literally anything that's cheap so you know be it like i like houses do you like houses let's let's have a show about how much we like houses for 15 hours um mm. and, and this is like you know well we don't have premier league football anymore or the cricket um or even big daddy but somehow we've got these people who really like sexy dogs um and that's apparently fine you know that the, <laughs> none of this is made clear in the sketch is what i'm trying to say I was gonna, this is this, yeah. is the back, this is the background to the so the thought process of of sexy crafts i see yes i mean i would say like the the thinking behind there is something in the way that they talk about the dogs being only a little bit removed from the kind of talk that happens in this sketch, perhaps not escalated in the correct order, but yeah. there is there is definitely something in the way that the dogs are described that is a bit weird <laughs> in crafts. Yeah, it is. And, and there's so many aspects to that, you know, like the, the, this sort of idea of perfection. And as we all know, like in, in, in dog breeding, 
a lot a lot of dogs are bred to the point of of severe um physical you know health problems they can't breathe properly in terms of of certain bulldogs and stuff like it's 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 a really fucked up world um and, mm, and exactly that's the ones i was thinking of sorry yeah and like and so like hearty hearty mutts and mongrels who've got like 15 different you know uh, dogs in them as it were that's not what i was trying to say <laughs> I um, have everything you say about this sketch is going to be colored by what um, this sketch is about unfortunately yes uh, but though you know uh, mutts and mongrels are great whereas sort of like I've, I'm, I'm always suspicious of people who have there's there's you know there's the sort of there's the sort of genocidal almost eugenicsy um uh mention supermensch kind of vibe to it which which i've always been suspicious of um crafts that is you know i i yes. I, I i find the whole process very dubious but then the dogs look so cute and i mean cute in a non-sexual way um that i am yeah I, I am i am compelled to watch um so yeah there was a lot going on there's a lot going on in my mind that i wanted to put into this sketch but i i don't think i don't think any of this is really um explicit Yes, I get. Yeah, explicit is another word that takes on the different. Other things are explicit. Yeah, sure. this sketch. Yeah, no, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, I think. I think you were. You were correct to focus on the um, uh, commentators sounding a bit like they find the dog sexy rather than the eugenics, which which would be probably quite a difficult sell comedy wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it has. There is enough in the idea that it has has the ring of truth of it. So I do not, despite the moral dimensions of it, I do not uh, condemn the idea itself. I just I think there is more of a structural issue I and mean, one or two other things in it rather than the, <laughs> you actually made the sketch at all in the first place. <laughs> um, one thing, so the the German Shepherd uh, is known as Herr Herr, as in the, the German word for Mister Herr E Anal. I was wondering why 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 you used Anal instead of Anus. I know this is a completely <laughs> a completely different note to the, the other one that I was giving. It just seemed odd because Anal is a is like a um, an adjective. Wrong. I meant anus. Okay. <laughs> well, that's easy. Uh, <laughs> I, in fact, it's only now that you say that out loud that I realise that I've made that mistake because anal doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, and then you were talking about like like the act of anal sex. I was wondering if that was what you were doing. But yeah, you're, I, I, you're, I, I, you're merely talking about the anal area. Or the hey, anus. I'd, l- I'd love to be able to say, Paul, that like I, I, you know, actually anal is, is a genuine German uh, surname. Uh, whereas anus isn't, and therefore that's why I picked anal. But no, it was just—it's just a mistake. Okay, that's that's fair. Because I noticed you, you also said it in the recorded version, so I didn't know if it was a an intentional thing, but I just wasn't getting. So that would be that would be my punch up for that line. If you mm. if you were to keep mm-hmm. it, the final <laughs> punch up, fist the fist up for that. Oh line. my god! Yeah, yeah. This is the problem. You see, all all of these sketch <laughs> terms they take on they take on a different meaning. Um, yeah. So the other one, the other one is a thing that. Thankfully, only I uh, caught among the the producers of our uh, of our group. Oh my god, I've like navigated to a different Twitter page because I I just oh, help using that stupid app. Um, mm. Yeah. So the other one is your your reference to um, Alice Caldwell Kelly, I believe is her name. Uh, her tweet about the International Space Station. Yeah. Got up the original version of here because Please I think tell it me. is it is one of the great works of literature of modern age i think and um <laughs> i feel like the original version is worth referring back to because I, I believe do. it i believe it inspired that line but um so alice is a trans muslim woman and the line begins with a quote from i guess people in her mentions or the kind of thing that she's asked in her mentions which is oh well how would you feel about a scene where a dom forced a muslim sub to eat haram meat or drink alcohol and <laughs> 
That's the end of that quote. And Alice's response to that quote is, uh, first of all, I would not so hard. I would shoot a hole through the International Space Station. <laughs> Which <laughs> is so perfect that to see it referred to, it, your line was, I, I personally would come all the way up to the International Space Station at a merest whiff of his magnificent rump. Which mm. is, a, it's, a fine, it's a fine reference to that line. The problem, I think, is that the original line is so perfect because so good. your line refers that only to the distance. I would come up to the International Space Station. But the original line refers also <laughs> to the velocity of the ejaculate, as in it would Correct. shoot a hole through the International yes. Space Station. Which, to me, is just, it's it's just so perfect. Yeah, so and, also, is, yeah. and also, um, in the recorded version, I ad-libbed uh, another word. I actually added, it became German rump, rather than just rump, mm. which I think made it better. But you're, you're correct to say that Alice's original line, which which infuriated so many people, including uh, there was a massive conversation through uh, the, the, the realm of transphobes such as Graham Linehan, where they were discussing whether women could nut, um, yes. which was magnificent just yeah. in, its, in its absurdity. Very much telling um, on themselves, just like recently when, when Ben Shapiro uh, thought that a women having a wet ass pussy was a type of disease. Um, <laughs> shows what kind of life they lead these people. But yes, I um, I have to admit, uh, a bit like when I ripped off the young ones uh, tie-in book uh, for an, for a story I wrote when I was twelve, where I ripped off the um, Felicity Kendall poem, which I, I mentioned in a previous uh, episode of this podcast. Um, I didn't actually intentionally mean to to rip her off, um, and it's like it was so weird because like as you mentioned it in your notes, I think, and as soon as you said it, I was like, oh shit. Um, and isn't that funny? Like, there's influences and there's obvious influences, like um, I don't know, Cooler Shaker and Far Right Racism and Deep Purple. And then there's ones where you just you don't even know that you've done it. And I, I genuinely didn't realise that I, that that's where I got that line from. No, um, absolutely. I mean, I've I, you said it. I think everybody who writes comedy has had a moment where they accidentally uh, sort of take something or incorporate too much of a particular idea um, yeah. <laughs> than they thought. And I should also point out this was like the first draft of this sketch basically like you didn't submit it and then have people sort of yeah. it and give notes and stuff this was the first draft of it so i can see why in your head when you were thinking of like what's a good way to say ejaculate hard <laughs> why your brain would go to that particular uh version of it because it is one of the greatest things uh ever written so good <laughs> can, so good can i read out actually because i've just got it up on my screen can i read out um our fellow co-producer Muren's um notes to this sketch please do uh so her, her notes are she gave it 7.5 which is a very strong uh very strong score i think yeah we score uh, the sketches out of 10 when we review them just for the for the listeners not, not out of 100 and it says next level sketch after hours question mark question mark i like that it's written with an awareness of how gross it's being coming through the iss is quite the mental image Stolen from Alice, as we've established. <laughs> Even more so when applied to dogs. I don't know if I can fully endorse this. So she can, she can partly endorse it. I need to wash my eyes out after reading. It felt wrong to enjoy it. I feel very torn. <laughs> <laughs> Which is brilliant, yeah. brilliant, useful feedback. Yeah, they're, they're very kind words, I think. Again, again it, mirrors, it mirrors my thoughts on it and that I cannot, I cannot immediately dismiss this idea despite what you might think if you heard the premise of the sketch <laughs> or read the title of the sketch, I guess. 
Uh, and also, uh, I already mentioned at the start of this podcast uh, that the, the amazing, incredible Ewan note of um, you've submitted two bestiality sketches this month. Mm. But he, he also said, um, I find this one too crude, although I did like the line about wanting to have sex with an animal. <laughs> it's odd that he would write an animal, the less specific version of Not a dog. dog. Which um, is what the sketch solely includes dogs. Or was it, was it like a joke of like basically every line was about wanting to have sex with an animal, possibly, i.e. a dog? Possibly. He goes on, I think I would like this more if the bestiality was more subtle. <laughs> <laughs> It's a hell of a, you, you end up writing these things when you're reviewing sketches. What, what a <laughs> sentence to have to say and edit to come across as reasonable in context. And as you said, it, it, is, it, it does tally with what you were saying about, um, about the escalation. Um, so he's not wrong. He's not wrong. No, not at all. Uh, I, think, uh, I think that was, it was Ewan's note originally, possibly when we were going through it uh, verbally rather than in the spreadsheet. But uh, mm. yeah, I, I certainly agree that the the escalation, strangely, is my number one complaint with this sketch about wanting to have sex with dogs. Yeah, that says something about about you and us. Uh, yes, indeed. Poss- possibly, possibly too much. It says but, a you lot know, about society. It says a lot about society. I think because um, uh, I I was too cowardly to actually uh, read this sketch out in one of our next level sketch uh, read through groups. Um, I'd I'd post. And I chose the one that didn't involve sex with dogs for people to read. Mm. So maybe that was the first sign that this sketch wasn't quite right for our um, particular world. Yes. Well, also, somebody might have, have turned up to that meeting for the first, you know, the first time experiencing the group. And yeah, perhaps wouldn't want to be <laughs> wouldn't want their first impression to be. This is a group where people submit sketches about having sex with dogs. It's true. <laughs> in, in one particular case, <laughs> you wouldn't, wouldn't perhaps yeah. want them to think that this was the uh, this was the norm. Yeah, it's more. This is a group where one person contributes sketches about sex with dogs every yeah. week, and yeah. is just waiting for one of them to get in, so to speak, as it were. I mm. like the coquettish barking. <laughs> I like the coquettish barking. Uh, what did you, did you like the t- t- uh, the sexy t- uh, Teutonic growls? Yeah, all of your FX notes. I have to say, I, I think you did you did a very good job in your um in your version where you played all the parts of of recreating these because I did wonder how you could make barking sound coquettish and how the the growl mm. could be sexy and Teutonic. But mm. I, think, I think that was uh, I think that was good. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's funnier if they they're interpreting. I don't think it is funny. Like normal dog noises? Yeah, if they're interpreting normal dog noises as just like being really sexy. But I think it is funny the way that you put it in. Or you could say that it's in their mind. That's what it sounds like when the, when the dogs make sounds. But I think it is funny if the dogs are making noises like that. Because um, again, with the escalation thing, the Scottish dogs only do Scottish woofs and bagpipe music. Whereas the other dogs seem to be more sexy. So I feel like if the dogs were supposed to be increasing in sexiness, then... Perhaps the Scottish dogs would be earlier, and the more the sexy Teutonic growl or the um, coquettish barking would come later on. So you're saying that Spunky McSporran, the delightful Highland Terrier, isn't sexy enough? I think, in terms of name, very sexy, obviously. Mm. <laughs> but the uh, the sort of uh, dog performance—I can't remember how you did it in your recorded version now, but it doesn't uh, seem to be noticed. No, it wasn't. It's very difficult. It turns out to do a Scottish. Um, 
bark. And also, I didn't have time to source any bagpipe music. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, that's for, Because I was, I was cooking my dinner while recording uh, that sketch. Um, another technical point, actually, the version that Paul has listened to, that he's now reacting to, probably won't be in the podcast that you out there are listening to because as he wisely pointed out um i i stuck in a little a little sample of je t'aime um and i probably can't do that um so i'm just gonna have to put in just some sexy noises um yes which is such a shame i know it's it does it does work uh ever so well in terms mm. of immediately getting across what you actually wanted to <laughs> get across there. And just uh, to my earlier point as well, the, the Scottish dogs are accompanied by bagpipe music, which I think <laughs> with no, with no offense to our, um, our Scottish listeners and appreciators of bagpipe music, but it's very hard to make it sound sexy. Bagpipe music is many things, but sexy, I don't feel is, is one of them. It's a good point actually. Um, Cause like if you have like a sort of 70 style Scottish uh, porn movie, I'm guessing that they wouldn't use bagpipe music because it's just not sexy. You know, they'll they'll stick with the saxophones and the and the slap bass and stuff, won't they? I mean, I've never watched a, a, a specifically Scottish uh, 1970s porno movie. I assume they exist. Um, yes, no, but I, that's to my detriment. For some reason, <laughs> all I want to hear is Jatem played on bagpipes. Um, I wonder if anybody has ever done a bagpipe cover of Jatem before. If ever sound and uh, sort of purpose were working at cross purposes, that would surely be the time. Well, if any of our listeners out there wants to attempt that, um, (laughs) I would be happy to hear it and we would stick it in our next episode of uh, Next Level Sketch, I think. I think just that is a glorious idea, isn't it? Sexy music on a a bagpipe. Uh... Yes. That that could be, as we say in our group, the fabled... uh, another sketch entirely <laughs> the fabled separate sketch where yeah it's yeah, an album of very sexy songs played on bagpipes possibly like a cd commercial so it's, it's, <laughs> Barry it's, so white it's... songs on the bagpipes my first my last my everything bagpipe <sighs> version so bagpipes is always plural isn't it i said i said a bagpipe you're right it's always bagpipes isn't yes it? unless you only one pipe, pipe. Mm. <laughs> if you only played one note then i guess it would technically be a bagpipe um, I think I think I, I could definitely hear sexual healing on the bagpipes. I think that would work. Um, <laughs> this must have been done before. Oh, we're just coming done. up with the greatest idea of all time here. On this <laughs> People can listen to this for free. Um, is, uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, it's 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 not a new uh, instrument, is it? The bagpipes and 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 uh, sexual healing isn't a new song. So no. So maybe this idea has been done. Well, this—I mean, this has been magnificent feedback so far. Is there anything else you'd like to add to? Because um, obviously, I don't know. Like, there's the there's the there's the script, which is horrible, um, and then of course there's the there's the recorded version, which has previously mentioned was was quite quite hastily done. Uh, I played both commentators. I played one as a generically posh commentator, and the other one as a sort of. Um, Peter Hanrahan, kind of like that's right, Chris, kind of guy. You know, I didn't yes, really, didn't really think from the day to day. I didn't really think it through. But um, do you think the sketch? Is there any way that the sketch could be rescued in performance and in recording? Um, in performance and recording, I, I didn't have that much of a problem with the performance. Really, I think the the issue is the the order in in which it goes and the the escalation and the reference to that one tweet, which you didn't know that you were doing. 
on uh, the subject matter. Yes, and anal instead of anus, which I didn't think <laughs> I would have to give on the sketch or would want to give on the sketch, but I thought that would, that would improve uh, that particular joke. Um, but yeah, in, t in terms of the performance, I I recall that I quite I quite liked the performance. It might be better with you know different people playing the different characters if I yeah. nitpick there a little bit. Yeah, um, and if you could find even sexier dog noises, obviously that's that's a plus for any sketch. I mean, my Google search history is already appalling, uh, <laughs> mainly because of Next Level Sketch, but I'm yes. not Googling sexy dog noises. I'm just, I just refuse. I'd rather do them myself. This is, you've got to put in the effort, James. Uh, but no, <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. You could probably, could probably get somebody to approximate a sexy dog noise um, if they are fully aware of what they're doing, of course. Yes, consensual. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I, I don't think, strangely, bizarrely for this idea, I don't think it is irredeemable. And um, <laughs> I think there is there's a version of this sketch because it's very, as Moran said, it's very aware of how terrible it's being in a moral sense the entire mm. time. So it's hard to get mad at it for that reason. It's not coming at it from a point of this is a very reasonable position to have. Which brings us on quite nicely, actually, uh, to the, the, the next thing I was going to ask you, possibly the final thing, which was, um, I'm going to, it's covered in cobwebs, uh, it's a bit greasy, um, I've not used it for a while, but I'm going to bring out my stolen Irish uh, gunge tank. Mm. And I would like you to decide whether this sketch deserves to be gunged or not. Um, I feel like we shouldn't be putting this sketch anywhere near any element of kids' TV in the first place. I feel that its its morality is such that if the two if the two were to collide with one another, then there would be some kind of explosion uh, in the universe, and everybody's morals would would uh, drop off drop off the cliff that the that the escalation at the beginning of the sketch was. I see what you're saying, but it's it's a second hand gunge tank which I bought. <laughs> from children's television which i'm using in, in in the vacuum of podcast so it's universe well yeah. even even with that even with that added i think that there is enough there's enough to like um go on here that i wouldn't i wouldn't because if you if you gunge it then the pages are going to be all soggy and you <laughs> For, for for the reason of the gut, not for any other reasons. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I feel that you know you'd you'd be giving yourself too much of a, a hill to climb up to. Good to, lord, to get the sketch back, and I, I feel that there's there's little tweaks that you could make to it to make okay. it a viable sketch, not morally viable. I will I will add that, but mm. viable as a sketch. I can't believe that out of all the things going on in the sketch, the main issue that you you've raised with it is its escalation. Uh, mm. I, I do I do think that is. Um, hilarious and also true actually i hadn't even realized it it, it does start too high doesn't it yes. um, I yeah mean, I think some people will have an issue with the content of the sketch and those people uh, cannot be placated unless you get rid of this sketch bury it in a <laughs> hole somewhere and you know nuke the hole from space <laughs> to be sure to reference yeah. aliens but uh, yeah. you know those people will, will obviously have a problem with this <laughs> in many ways but um yeah yeah, I think it's it's important to point out that nothing actually happens in the sketch itself, apart from a big fight among dogs. Uh, no, exactly. Um, it's it's all implied, and and no no dogs were harmed in the making of this failed sketch. Indeed, not even any fake dogs. So yeah. I think I think it's fine, and it's it. There's enough about there's enough weirdness about crafts that I think the jump from that to this is mm. not too much to make in the mind of most uh, audience members. Paul, this has been a remarkable and unusual return 
to uh, the Sketches Never Quite Made It podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. It's is, been a pleasure. Is there anything that you would like to butt plug? Hey, come on. Um, <laughs> now that you've said that, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, keep keep uh, keep following Next Level Sketch. I do the editing on the podcast. I don't record all the sketches, but I put them together and and make them into a podcast. So the Next Level Sketch podcast. Keep looking at it and also listening to it is the main thing. I, I think listening to it, and it, listen is, to it. is crucial. Uh, it's yeah. a crucial aspect. Um, uh, the Next Level uh, Sketch podcast can be found on all major and minor podcast providers. Um, yes. And so do do check it out. It's very funny. Um, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We do have some guests uh, coming up who have their own sketches. So the good news is we will be um, dissecting, as it were, sketches that weren't written by me, which I'm really looking forward to um, for, for various reasons, um, mainly psychologically. Paul, thank you again so much for coming on. Thanks, James. Um, you're, you're, you're a star. And um, yeah, let's, let's end this call before it goes any further. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that all went slightly better than expected, given the uh, subject matter and my brain. Uh, as is now traditional, I'm going to finish this episode with a song. Uh, this week it is a cover of the pulp classic Dishes of their 1998 recording. This is hardcore. As far as I can tell, this song has absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with sex with dogs. Good night, everyone. I am not Jesus, though I have the same initials I am the man who stays home and does the dishes And how was your day? Is that woman still trying to do your head in? A man told me to beware of 33 He said, it was not an easy time for me I've got no miracles to show you I'd like to make this water wine But it's impossible I've got to get these dishes dry I'll read a story if it helps you sleep at night I've got some matches if you ever need a light Oh, I'm just a man But I'm doing what I can To help you I'd like to make This water wine But it's impossible I've got to get These dishes dry I, and I'm not worried That I will never touch the stars Cause stars belong up in heaven And the earth is where we are Oh yeah
aren't you happy just to be alive? Anything's possible. You've got no cross to bear tonight. Night, no, not tonight. I, no, not tonight. Oh, I am not Jesus, though I have the same initials. I am the man who stays in to do the dishes